Hey everybody, TalkingBook.pub is a non-profit audiobook publisher of independent literature. We are located in Asheville, North Carolina, and because we are a non-profit, uh, donations and help from people like you who love these books and love these recordings really helps a lot. So if you want to get involved, donate to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash talkingbook, or go to our website, talkingbook.pub, and read about our mission, send us an email, give us a call, whatever you want to do. But enjoy the episode. Thank you. Hey everybody, my name's Chris, as you heard before, and this is the Talking Book Podcast, episode 20. I uh, thought that it would be a fun thing to do if we did something different this time. We're in a new space, we moved out of the old Talking Book house into the Talking Book building, the old building, which is now the new apartment, and uh, I'll explain everything later, but anyway, so we're not going to have an author today. Um... Uh, Danny Harris, the love of my life and my partner and the art director for Talking Book and the mother of my children is here. And we just had dinner at my friend's house with our kids and we came back and everything's set up, the microphones. Uh, we've had a couple of drinks and we're like, okay, well, why don't we just do an episode and see what happens, you know? Uh, let's, let's us chat, just the two of us, because uh, I think that's an important um, perspective, you know? Raising children, being in a relationship, running a nonprofit, um, recording books, trying to live our best lives, um, trying to be here for the right reasons, and uh, but anyway, yeah. So here's my uh, here's my conversation with uh, the love of my life, Danny Harris, about a bunch of different stuff. Fast forward, I moved overseas, she moved to New York City, we hadn't seen each other in seven years, and then we met each other in New York, and we were like, wow, we're, we're both very attractive now, we should start a, an audience. basically just had sex, and then... <laughs> right, okay, that makes more sense, yeah, that's a better way to put it, that's a much more condensed way. We, we had sex in New York uh, because she seduced me. Because um, she had never. I was just kind of like desperate at the time. <laughs> she was desperate, and she wanted a one night stand. She had never really like truly like she was like looking for something fun. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then little did she know, I was so. Uh, and then I actually like kind of started liking him. Right. I, I saw. So there was more to him than just like Chris Hartram. More than more than a penis. Well, no, I mean like, like. The Chris Hartram, like I'm Chris Hartram. Hey, everybody, I'm Chris Hartram. Is that what I do? So that's not a bad thing. <laughs> I don't mean it that way. No, I love that. That's a great review. You know what I mean? No, I mean I'll I'll take that. I mean I'm just trying to educate all of our four listeners at home, like you know how it all went down, and it makes but sense. Yeah, I like realize that there was more to you. Yeah. Um, she, she found out there was more to me and, uh, anyway, so now we, so we started dating six months, boom, pregnant, literally six months, six <laughs> months later, we're pregnant with our son, Max. Um, and then, uh, and so we decided what, what do we decide? We're like, we're, we, we walked around New York city all night and then we were like, should we have the kids? Should we not? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we we're like, it was all Danny's decision. It was like straight up 
pro-choice. <laughs> I was like, Danny, what do you want to do? <laughs> and uh, so we decided to have the kid, right, would you say? And then... Uh, yeah. And there was no gut instinct that said... I mean, I was just following my gut. You following your gut, which is where the baby was that I put there. Yeah. Right. You should follow that. That's good. Um, so then we were like, okay, at that time we were in Brooklyn... Yeah. And uh, then we were like, okay, let's, uh, we can't raise a child here because we have zero dollars and zero cents. So we decided to go back to the very mountains that we met in mm-hmm. originally. An uh, hour away. In, in, in Asheville. An hour away. An exactly. hour outside of Boone. An much. hour outside of Brooklyn, Asheville, oh, North well, Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where we met in Boone. Where we met, exactly. So anyway, we moved to. Uh, to Asheville, North Carolina. We had our son, Max. And then, boom, bam, pow. Suddenly, fast forward, a bunch of annoying, boring details. We're uh, making books. And um, now we're in this... Uh, now we're in the uh, the apartment uh, where we are now. And there's microphones everywhere. And we record books. And Dave's here sometimes. And now we're, we're raising children. And uh, what's the name of our second son again? Woody. Woody. That's right. He's cool. Woodrow. Woodrow. He's really cool. And so the funniest thing about this is, you know, I don't even know, I don't even know if this is like applicable to anything interesting uh, for anybody that would ever want to listen to this, uh, to this podcast. I don't know if anybody is going to listen to this. Yeah, who knows, who knows if anybody will find this interesting. But I think it's interesting that if, if a couple of people uh, have this nonprofit who are recording books with all these indie publishers and two out of three people are the mother and father of children. And every time I talk to, not every time, but a lot of times when I talk to authors um, for the podcast and previous episodes, we oftentimes, if, if they're parents too, we go into parenting and how parenting is a, um, a helpful thing or uh, something that restricts the creative process and writing and blah, blah, blah. And so I was thinking like, oh, Danny, why aren't we just talking at least for one one time to see if it's something at all about like raising kids, being creative, because you make art and, you know, I try to write and we, we both make these books. Uh, so that, anyway, that, this is a long-winded explanation of why you're listening to this right now. As Danny folds laundry, both of our children are asleep and, uh, and, we're, and we're here talking about it. But... Um, but yeah, anyway, I don't know. I think that's I think that's a I think that's a fine reason to have an episode, right? Yeah. Like um type B parenting is I feel like kind of a good um uh direction. Yeah, I think that's a good direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of like I have no idea. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, 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 no. I think you're right on. I think type B parenting. I wanted to call it Plan B parenting, but Plan B parent. Wait, what is what what what's type B? What's the what's the uh, Plan B is like the um, Plan B is the pill. Yeah. Which 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 is is funny because if we would have if we would have decided to go Plan B, the morning after I wouldn't even be here. I know we wouldn't be here. We would not have recorded books like the Sarah Book with Scott McClanahan or Blood Soaked Buddha, Hardeth Pascal, Noah Cicero, Animals Eat Each Other, El Nash. 
the list goes on and on and on. It's pretty so, crazy. Yeah, it's really crazy. If yeah. if, if you and if it I wasn't for Max, yeah, if it wasn't for Max, like if you and I would have woke up that morning in uh, in Brooklyn and uh, been like, hey, uh, let's let's go Plan B parenting. Plan B, <laughs> <laughs> plan B parenting is no parenting. <laughs> that's actually that's actually kind of a funny joke. Yeah. They're like Plan A is you have a child and you're a parent. Plan B parenting is you're you don't you're not a parent. <laughs> that's a Plan B. Wait, um, is that the same thing as the morning after fall? That is what Plan B is, I think. Right? Okay, yeah. Is it not? I think so. I think so. Well, I recently took that. We'll have our uh, our producer mm-hmm. our producer Jimmy John will check that. Jimmy John, could you check that for us? <laughs> I think he'll check that for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's kind of funny. So yeah, if we, uh, so we decided to not go with the uh, the Plan B parenting route, and we decided to go Plan A, which is get very pregnant and have a baby and move to North Carolina. But thank God we did, you know. Thank God. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, how long have we been living in Nashville now? How long has it been? Mm, like th- over three years. Yeah, I guess over three years. I, I would say four by now, right? So what what what, what year do we? Two thousand fifteen. Right. Two thousand. About January two thousand fifteen. Okay, so yeah, not quite. 17, 18. No, no, was it 15? Yeah, it was 15. We moved here January 1st, 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now we're we're approaching our fourth year. Yeah, wow. Is that right? That's so Are we weird. bad at math? I feel like we've been here forever, though. No, that's, that's right. Wow. All right, we're still fresh. Asheville, North Carolina, we're still fresh. Danny Harris, Chris Hartram, popping out books, Popping out babies. Uh, plan A, have the babies. Plan B, don't do the babies. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're a nonprofit. So, um, you know, thank God for the nonprofit because it enables to do the baby. Your your, your, your donations help us, uh, you know, get breast milk and little booties. Um, it's important. I don't know what I'm talking about. But uh, so, yeah. Hmm. So what do you, what do you think is uh, how, how do you think life's going for us, Danny? So far, I mean, I haven't asked you this in a couple of days, but this is this is a, just as good as a time as any. Like, how's it going? You think everything's going well? Yeah, I mean, things are crazy. Why are they crazy? Well, I mean, I just started this job. Mm. I'm now waiting tables. Where nice are you working at? What's the name of that place? Give it a shout 24. out. The Cooch. Mm-hmm, the Cooch. The Cooch. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it's just the balance of you bartending, me waiting tables, us taking care of two kids. It's just insane. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So the way so the way it goes. Uh, this and is then a, also running Talking Book. Right. It's just a lot. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a lot. I, f- I feel like maybe it, it, it's kind of cool for us to to say that on uh, on the podcast to like give a real rundown of what's actually going on mm-hmm. because you know of the like I said like seven people who maybe half care about what we're doing uh, with with the nonprofit we're talking book and everything it's like maybe they don't know that you and I are like uh, you know raising two kids and also I'm bartending and now you're like waiting tables mm-hmm. in order for us 
to like continue the nonprofit and like record the uh-huh. books and blah, blah. And not that I'm doing like a, like a sob story and I'm like, Oh, woe is me, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's fascinating as part of the narrative. Like that's the way it all works, you know? Yeah. Um, how does it feel to be back, back working now? Cause it's been a while. How long has it been since you, I mean, I, I, I remember obviously it was like when you were in New York, but I mean, it was like so three, three I guess years now ago? it's almost been four years. Damn. That's so weird. Yeah. I've been saying three years, but it's longer than that. So yeah, I'm realizing, oh my God, that's so weird. Is there any, is there any culture shock in terms of you being back in that, in that service industry scene and you're just like. Absolutely. Well, cause I have two kids now, so it's totally different. It's right. just weird. It's just really weird. What's the weird part? Um, well, f- for one, it's like. Um, talking to the other coworkers, it's like, it's like, um, I'm like, <laughs> and I have, uh, two kids. It's just really weird. What, what do you Super mean? Super weird. Do you mean because like the other coworkers of the restaurant are like, yeah, I'm like trying to like, let's go like party later. And well, you're yeah, like, I, I have mean, two kids. It, well, it's like, uh, for the past you know, I waited tables prior to this, prior to this job. I worked, I waited tables for about 10 years and it's always been kind of in my twenties and that was then. And now this is, this is now and I have two kids and it's just mixing the two worlds. It's really weird. So for some reason, I just assume that nobody uh, would ever assume that I have kids because you can always pinpoint the people you're like for some people that have kids it's not always a surprise but for some people you meet and you're like whoa they have two kids well for one I'm like I don't have just one kid I have two kids and that is like whoa right no I mean I think it's whoa yeah especially for me I don't know I know, and I, I guess I know what you mean. It's kind of like you visual you visualize yourself as this person who looks like somebody who could, you know, who who doesn't necessarily have or does not have kids. Yeah. Well, for one, I look um, younger than I I am. Yeah. You look you look younger. You're skinny. You're small. Um, obviously, I'm biased. I find you very attractive, and so somebody. You're like, hey, I'm the new waitress at the at the Cooch or yeah. at Cucina Twenty Four, this very nice restaurant here in Asheville, and like, oh wow, cool, who's this uh, pretty new uh, waitress person? She's our coworker. We're gonna have a nice time with her, and then it's like, you're saying the added interesting little detail of I have two kids like attaches it, something. It definitely like changes the way you think of a person. Not not that it's a bad thing, mm-hmm. but it it's just weird. It's a weird thing for me. Yeah, maybe it's like because I'm I'm me I'm I'm Danny like the individual, but you, no matter what, people will always see um, a person with kids as like a mom or right. a dad. Yeah, like that's the first way they identify. I you know. Yeah, completely. They identify yeah. them. Yeah, I guess is that. No, definitely. And, I mean, I guess, and I I don't really want to be identified that, that way. But no matter what, you just and maybe I'm just thinking that. I don't know. No, no, I, I, I think that I think that's an awesome, uh, or at least a, a, a fascinating idea, and that 
you want to go into this. So the last time you waited tables, right? Or you mm -hmm. were a server and we lived in New York City. You obviously didn't have kids. No. And so now this is the first time you have in four years and now you have kids. Mm -hmm. And so there is this like a very obvious difference, right? And so you want to be like, um, hey guys, this is me. And instead of being like, oh, this is her. They're like, this is her, AKA, or, or you know, ellipsis, who has children. Yeah, I just feel like they're probably like, yeah, do you know that, that new Danny girl? She, she has two kids, that's crazy. <laughs> I just like, I know, I mean, all right. No, no, that that's makes sense. I would imagine, like. No, no, that makes I, sense. I mean, like, okay, so then, then it goes back to, it's not so much that you are a person who is working with children, it's that the specific job, right? So let's say you were like, I'm a an accountant or mm -hmm. I'm a, a marketing advisor and I have two kids. Yeah. Then it wouldn't be like, oh my God, yeah. she has two kids. So you're saying it's strange because Well, not necessarily a lot of a lot of a lot of waiters have kids. I think um I feel like if I were to see me, if I were to meet myself, <laughs> I would never think that I would have two kids. I just, I guess I don't believe myself that I have two kids. Hmm. I think we're really uncovering some like... <laughs> it's like yeah. this weird thing that like I am almost, I'm ashamed to admit to coworkers that I'm a mom. It's very weird. God, we're, we're really, we're really, we're digging into some <laughs> stuff here. <laughs> you know why this is so cool? Because it's like, you're telling me this from across the table with a microphone, but yeah, we're also having a relationship conversation, like as a parenting conversation. Yeah. It's really weird. Huh. I, I'm always like, yeah. And I have two kids and I always say, I always like we're say <laughs> every single time I'm like, yeah, I have two kids. I go, yeah, that's right. I said it. I know. I said, oh, I always say. That's right. Plural. Two kids. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, oh, yeah, she had one kid. That makes sense. Like, yeah, no, no, no. But like two's like you make that decision. You are like a mom. So do you ever feel it's like it's kind of like the classic scene in a movie where it's like the record scratch where it's like, <laughs> is it like that? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, do you think it's in your head? Do you think it's a big deal or are the other people I mean, outside of the, the? I have no idea. I just know like before I was a mom, I wouldn't judge other people with kids, but I would see them differently. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of people are that way. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah. So anyways, I just know that. Not like I said, it's not a bad thing. I know they're not thinking and judging me at all. It's just weird. Like, you know, they were like, "Hey, why don't you come have a drink with us after work?" Or, and "Hey, then, we're going across the street." And I'm and like, then "You have to say." I'm like, "No, I can't." And they're like, "Oh, why? You don't drink?" And I'm like, "No." And then this one guy was like, "Oh, you're are you vegan?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> And then, Which doesn't make any sense. I actually was trying to understand. It's like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like, he's like, oh, you must be vegan because 90% of alcohols have meat or animal <laughs> products in them. I actually like, come to think of it, that didn't really make any sense. <laughs> Guy, if you're listening right now, who asked that question, I'm sure you were just being funny, but uh, everybody wants to know, like, do you think that, that alcohol has, the majority of alcohol has animal products in it? I mean, is that true? 
Definitely not true. Hmm. I mean, maybe he's only drinking like sours with egg whites, and so he thinks <laughs> everyone else does. I don't know. We are in Asheville. That's true. But um, and then I'm like, no, I have kids, and then my head, and then I like lower my head. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, so, so like, well, wait, what? The, the situation that you're painting is everyone's like. Hey, Danny, you're so cool. You're the new worker at this bar, and we're all young, and we're having a great time. Like, let's go across the street. There's nothing that could stop us now. And then, and then you're like, guys, I would love to. I have kids. And then, and then there's a spotlight on your head goes down. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's really sad. Do you think that it's, uh, I guess in retrospect, do you think that's, and I'm not project. I'm just I literally curious. Do you think it's mostly in your head the way you you view it, like you're projecting? Oh, probably. You think Definitely. so? Yeah. I know that, but still like, I mean, one of the biggest reasons I didn't want to get back in the industry was because I knew pe- people after work would be like, hey, you want to get a drink? And that's the best way to get to know co-workers is to get a drink after work right and i right now i, I mean you will can easily, eventually you can easily mm. go get a drink after work no so let me okay like, like just so everyone at Not home right knows now. so this is the way it goes down so danny's working again she's serving at this restaurant uh chris the the, the guy that you're listening to um he's with our kids max and woody and I've put them down or I'm putting them down in around 1030 or so. And granted, let's not go crazy here because you've only worked like five shifts. So we mm-hmm. don't even know what the situation is going to be yet. Yeah. But I'm putting them down or have put them down. And so let's say this gentleman who thinks that all alcoholic products have animal <laughs> products in them. He's like, hey, Danny, want to go get a chicken wing shot of whiskey or a, a glass of milk vodka or whatever he thinks? And so there's, there's a high probability that in not too long you'll be like, yeah, that's altogether possible because there's a bar across well, the street yeah. where my partner where work, also works. works. <laughs> so just for everyone, the just same for everyone knows, I, I bartend uh as well on the weekends. Mm-hmm. So I do talking book during the week, weekend bartend, sling daiquiris. And it's literally across the street. It's from across the street from I the work. place. She's slinging <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> really upscale artisanal spaghetti and meatballs. Upscale, upscale meatballs. Like all, all the meatballs, <laughs> all the meatballs have uh, like a gold flake on them, like a gold flake. They, they like sprinkle gold flakes on the meatballs, right? Because <laughs> it's expensive. Yeah, it's very. What do they do with the spaghetti? They just, shiny. It's shiny. The meatballs are all shiny. <laughs> um, so anyway, I guess breaking that down, I think we're really breaking down walls here. You will eventually be able to have a drink with the guy. I mean, that's what I said. I literally, like, he was walking away. I go, one day, one day I will. You were like, don't judge me. <laughs> and, like, no one even cared after the initial question. Oh, You're of like, course not. They forgot about me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it turns out that's the guy who... His girlfriend was my child, one of my childhood best friends. Wow, the plot thickens. Yeah. Wild. So he probably immediately called her and he's like, she must be a vegan or she (laughs) must have kids. It's got to be one or the other because those are the only two possible choices. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. It's funny because we're talking about uh, waiting tables and bartending, but it's like, the main thing that I've been the most interested in every single time I talk to an author that has kids at least mm-hmm. is I 
I, I was talking to um, our friend Chris Waits, who is the uh, the rights editor at New Directions. You know, one of one of the all time great publishers, and um, he's expecting his first child. Chris, I hope that wasn't uh, a secret. Mm. But anyway, I told him I said. It's funny because recently, every time I have a podcast episode with an author who has kids, or recently we did Old Open with Alex Higley, um, and he uh, he was expecting. I feel like nine out of ten episodes recently have been going back to uh, how do you make art, how do you write books, how do you do whatever with kids, right? As a parent, mm-hmm. so it's funny we're talking about our, our side gigs, our side hustles, but. The real, the real funny thing that I think is interesting for us to talk about, or at least you know, say a few words about, is uh, you know, how the hell do we, uh, how do we do well as, quote unquote, artists or whatever we call ourselves with kids, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, you know, I've always said, to, I've always said to some of these people, like, I never would have made something like Talking Book or or really tried doing something serious because. Type B parenting, as we said, maybe these episodes should be called if there's another one after this mm-hmm. until I had kids mm-hmm. because the kids make me feel like uh, I, uh, I, I better do something. Pushes you to work. Yeah, I better fucking mm-hmm. do something because before it was like guzzle, uh, guzzle, guzzle beers and, and, yeah. and like. Yeah, and like all the time in the world. Right, all the time in the world. And now it's like. My son is like, uh, uh-huh. I want to be a bartender one day. And I'm like, that's cool. You should be a bartender. But also there are other options. Yeah. And so I'm like, maybe I should make this uh, this publisher thing, this nonprofit audiobook publisher thing, something for real or whatever I end up doing. And because you're my you're my better half, you know, you're the you're the person that gives me strength and you're helping me raise these kids. I mean, it, it, it's fascinating to hear like your side of it. I mean, do, do, do the does us having children push you to be more efficient? Oh, absolutely. I feel like I've gotten more done in the time that I had kids than I have ever. Huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I, I, I only know as long as we've been together, but I would say yes, 100%. Yeah, I think so. Because um, it's like every moment you get is so precious. I either want to like watch shitty TV or like do something very um, productive, yeah, or do something very productive at the while I watch shitty TV. That's the best. I mean, that's, that's your ultimate. ultimate. <laughs> that's your ultimate combination. Yeah. When you say shitty TV, give give uh, <laughs> give give me some give me some drops, like drop some names. What do you think? Okay. Why well, I I will I just want to just preface this by saying that I have a um, impeccable taste <laughs> in general. What the fuck does that mean? In, um, no, no excuses. Everyone here is a friend. We're all friends. No, no, no. I have no shame about, but I watch really good TV <laughs> and then I also watch really bad TV. But the so thing the is, bad okay. TV, huh? Well, I'll, I'll, I'm not to interrupt you, but I was just going to say like, what are the differences, really? I mean, they're all... Well, I mean, okay, Mad Men versus um, The Bachelor. Okay, The Bachelor. There you go. So, The Bachelor is like my... Um, what would I... What could I call it? 
I want to say patron saint, but that makes absolutely no sense no, whatsoever. No, no, I, I can see that. So patron that. saint is like a, that's not, that's a. No, no, I mean, that no, that could be the, <laughs> I mean, it kind of like you're, maybe you're, I know what you're trying to say. You're what, like, is patron the, saint, what does patron saint animal. mean? Patron saint is like, I would say, <laughs> if, if I said that uh, David Bowie or, um, you know, Chris Harrison from The Bachelor. Chris, okay, Chris, there you okay go. so Chris, Chris Harrison, Harrison from The Bachelor like, is my patron saint. It's kind of like, you know, he's somebody who, you know, I I uh, strive to be like. He's my ideal. He's somebody who got you know, it. Uh, yeah, it yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. It's, well, I I mean, I'm literally just kidding here. No, no, but but but, but no, but that no, I think that's important because, like that, uh, like for th- the same way that I watch fucking bullshit. But also equally as beautiful, like old school kung fu movies or, you know, blood sport or or whatever. I mean, trash. Okay, screw trash. Let's say lowbrow, midbrow, highbrow, Mm -hmm. right? Whatever gets you through the day and also, uh, you know, not not to be too dramatic, but like inspires you in any way. Remember, I was telling you. Uh, so our pal, our pal uh, Scott McClanahan, right? His, uh, his, um, his wife. I think it's his wife, uh, Julia yeah, Scoria, right? right? She, she I, I know that she's mentioned quite a bit. Um, Project Runway, right? It, like that's like a that's like a a bit of an inspiration for mm-hmm. her. I feel like that's well, totally, she wrote an article. On it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah, I, I read that. We read that. That, that I. I, I I just feel like that whole that whole thing's acceptable at this point, right? Oh so no, just, and, and absolutely is. Yeah. I was just I'm just saying that I was kidding about using the word patron saint. Um I like I like the idea that like I'm like my patron saint is Saint Christopher, the the protector of children. You're like my patron saint is the bat paradise, the bachelor what is it what's the paradise? Well, the host. The, oh, but what if a television show is your patron saint? What's it called? Yeah, Bachelor in Paradise? No, okay, right. <laughs> Anyways, I love We're getting Bachelor. off talking here. She likes The Bachelor. The Bachelor <laughs> That's what's going on. Which out. I didn't get into until I started um, like breastfeeding. And because I was just breastfeeding all the time, I just would watch TV and I wanted something very mindless. Actually, what got me into The Bachelor was the... Um, re- uh, Drama, the um, what you might call it? Oh, the like fictionalized version. Fictionalized of the version called Unreal, which actually is I don't really like it because it's not like The Bachelor, and right. that's why I. So I basically watched The Bachelor to see how similar it was to the show, and got hooked. Then got so so hooked. Right. And so, anyways, now I'm a part of Bachelor Nation. Oh, you are a Bachelor Nation. Is there, you know, I was going to ask you, I know you're a part of Bachelor Nation now. Is there any like official, do you get a, a, a bag or a no, name tag or a, a mug, a coffee mug oh, or anything? I'm sure that it's out there. Um, but the thing is, is, is it, is, is all that paraphernalia just like bullshit that people make? Does Bachelor Nation have like bona fide products? No, I don't think so. That's bullshit. I mean, actually it probably does. I'm sure it does. It's kind of like if you're a part of like a karate organization and the karate organization like is making a patch and Mm -hmm. they're like, we 100%, you know, stand by this piece of... I know. I should get get a patch or something. I think you should have a patch. But there should be some sort of like test or something. What kind of test? Like an STD test? Yeah. 
<laughs> no, you know what I mean. Like oh, a, like a test on like how much you know about like the yeah. Bachelor. You can't just you know be like I'm a part of Bachelor Nation. You gotta earn it. Right. It's like when was Nick there for the right reasons? <laughs> no, that's no, that's a horrible question. It would have to be like some deep questions, Give like, me, like okay. Ask me a question. So I just just okay, uh, for okay, anybody okay. listening, real quick. I know we're probably losing a thousand people a minute here with the Bachelor, <laughs> but I will say this is interesting because uh, it's one of those things that's like, uh, you know, she starts watching the Bachelor and I walk by and I'm like, this is bullshit, and then I walk by again another day and I'm like. I'm like, this is bullshit. And then I'm also like standing there. And then like a few more times, I'm like, what is Nick doing? What does he think he's doing? He's definitely not there for the right reasons. So ask me a question because I know maybe I could pass the bachelor nation. Okay. Um, Caitlin's season. Uh, Do you remember which one Caitlin is? Is she the one who, uh, Caitlin is the one who, um, maybe had sex with people earlier than Uh was intended in the honeymoon suite? Yes. Okay. You remember Jared? Jared is the one. Oh God, Jared is the one who the virgin was in love with. No, and now they're engaged. And now they're engaged. Yeah, so okay. I, I remember well, things. Well, my question was, Caitlin and Jared, uh-huh. what band played? Holy shit! On their um, one-on-one date. Oh my God. Okay, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing it first. Uh, one of the most important literary questions of our age. The band that played at Jared and the Virgin. What's the Virgin's real name? Ashley. They always call her Ashley the Virgin. I. Yeah, Ashley I. She has a podcast. Oh, damn. I love it. We should cross promote. It's with Ben. Ben Higgins. Ben Higgins? All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stop dropping names here. But uh, the band, clearly, it was, uh, you know, it was Rascal Flats. Close. What was it? It's not close. It Dixie was... Chicks. Oh, you're getting Fuck. closer, kind of. Um... The Cranberries. (laughs) What? Yeah. How the fuck was Rascal Flatts close to the Cranberries? I'm kidding. I was kidding. Um, Oh, my God. Yeah. They were in Ireland. That's why. See, that's... (gasps) That's before she died. See, the reason this is unfair is because when you and I met or decided to have our child and moved to the mountains of North Carolina... They got the cranberries. We didn't get the cranberries. (laughs) Anyway, I I shouldn't be mad about that. Um, But yeah... uh, much respect and uh, much love to the lead singer of the Cranberries who passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, why the hell are we talking about the Bachelor? How oh, did we yeah. get into this? I don't even know. Well, I, we were, I was talking about productivity. <laughs> right. <laughs> productivity. <laughs> then we just go on a, a rampage about the Bachelor. <laughs> so you see as parents the way we get dragged through anything, right? Like that's, that's just the way it goes. But anyway, going back to this, it's like you said that you've been pushed to make more stuff since you've had kids. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then where were we going with that? There was something. Um, I guess you were disagreeing with me. No, you just asked me. I just asked you and you said that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, there we go. I mean, we have that going for us. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Like, I now um, have more clarity about what I want. And I'm now pushed to do it because um, the time is so limited. Right. And so it's like, yeah, it's crazy actually how much it makes you 
want to do it and do it more than before when you had all the time to do it. Right. <laughs> and now you have, we have no time to do it. Do you think us going back to our, uh, do you think us going back to our, uh, our pre children jobs like bartending or serving mm-hmm. is, uh, which are our jobs now. <laughs> right, that's what I mean. Us going back to them. Oh, like oh I thought you meant like, okay, go on. So us, go, us going back to those things now while also running Talking Book mm-hmm. and also running, you know, running the kids, <laughs> raising the kids. Um, do you think, I've, I've wondered recently if like me going back to that mindset, is that, is that going to, I mean, I know it's financially necessary. But mm-hmm. I've I've wondered like is that going to put me in a place of like I don't know like reverting you know this guilt mm. of reverting back to because I mean I've obviously I've been bartending for like often on the whole time we've been here but yeah si- since you're just like now going back into that I mean do you have any like reversion well, guilt you know what I mean reversion guilt or, no or I don't something? think I'm reverting but now it's going to be even less time to do anything so on the times that I do have free I'm not going to want to do anything mm-hmm. you know what I mean right so I'm just gonna but Max is in preschool now so right our first kid's in preschool that's true so uh, that's kind of a new world I don't know we'll have to see yeah, I guess we'll just have to see. I'm really excited to, um, in terms of us moving into this new place, I brought it up to you earlier. I was a little bit worried that because now we're a nonprofit and we broke away from our our like parent company, if you will, mm. our pr- previous parent company. Uh, now we're just like our, our own lone gunman, like nonprofit, like, I'm worried more about, you know, the finances that enable us to make all the books we want and do all the shit that we want to do. And so you and I are making up, making all that up with like working on the side, we're raising the kids and doing the shit. But I'm also really excited because now it definitely feels like you and I are just sitting here in front of these microphones. And obviously Dave is here too, Dave Burr, God bless him. But it's like, it definitely feels like we're now doing something where it's just like, holy shit. Um, We're making a shit ton of books with awesome publishers. And it's just like three people who are like bartending waiting tables and raising children to like make it happen. I find that to be like every time we're hanging out together as a couple and as parents, blah, 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 not to get like mushy, but I find that to be more romantic yeah. and more inspirational it's like mm-hmm. you're like I gotta go wait tables I'm like I'm gonna go sling daiquiris and Dave's like I'm working at a hotel but at the same time we're like producing all these books you know as like a nonprofit. I just feel like I feel like at the end of the day there's some and again this might be this might be like um, you know it might be one of those things where you get uh, hooked by this um kind of like anti-bougie or anti-like, I don't know, this like romanticizing blue collar life, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, it's suddenly cool where it's like mm-hmm. when I was young mm-hmm. and I was drinking my guts out and trying to write and traveling 
it was like cool because it's like I had nothing. I had nothing to lose. And I was like trying to do shit. Mm -hmm. And now suddenly talking book is like back to this like in my numb skull childish head romantic state of there's no safety nets. We're working with everybody we want to. We're doing what we want to do. And it's like a literal art project. And how do we make it work? Not only through like funding, obviously, like whatever, but we're like doing it. We're just doing it in this like funny, cool, romantic blue collar way. And it's like, I guess I was just on a tangent, but yeah, I guess I'm saying you, it's intoxicating. Like I, I yeah. find that attractive. You always tend to romanticize the blue collar uh, world. Right. That's kind true. of. You do. Which I think is interesting. That's why it's so important that I think that you're behind the microphone now is because you can just like call me out for all my nonsense. Nobody else <laughs> it's knows. It's not nonsense. Well, not my nonsense, but I mean. But it, there is something very... Um, yeah, you were, you definitely love to romanticize that story. Yeah, I do. But, yeah, I mean, I do. I, it's true. No, I mean, me too. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, that's that that to me is the coolest part about you and I talking right now mm -hmm. is because I want you to say that shit, you know. Um. Yeah. True. Well, I guess we'll just see what happens. Yeah. All right, that was my conversation with Danny Harris, our director of Talking Book. Um, hopefully we'll talk to Danny again uh, down the road. It shouldn't be too difficult. We do sleep in the same bed. Uh, what, a, what a pleasure it was talking to her. Um, she always uh, gets the best of me. But anyway, Talking Book is a nonprofit audiobook publisher of independent literature. If you want to hang out and support what we're doing, you can go to patreon.com slash talking book or come visit us, thetalkingbook.org and donate or just hang out, send an email, send me a phone call, send me some poems, whatever you want. Um, thanks so much to everybody for helping out with this. Thanks for the music to King Grimbois, Alex Sturgis, um, Dave, audio engineering, everybody, writers, authors, publishers. Uh, Ethan, our new intern, very cool guy. Love him. Love him to pieces. Um, 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 yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks, everybody. See you soon. Bye. Like a bishop who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister squares I was lit before I Door was passing over, and the window.